this week in the Monday Night War on Raw. We've got a big battle royal to determine a new number one contender for the WWF Championship the day after SummerSlam. And over on Nitro, it is the go-home show for Hogwild. How did they do in promoting the pay-per-view this upcoming Saturday? And we got more NWO mystery to unravel. SB3, Romeo, the ghost of Drunk Guy JJ. This is True Rewind 71. Condolences on the death of WCW. This is True Rewind. This is True Rewind. Rewind. This is True Rewind. This is True Rewind. This is Hello, hello, hello. It is me, it is me, your true heel phenom, SP3, or should I say, hey yo, hey yo, hey yo. We are back once again in the DeLorean pump up the flush capacitor as we go back in time to August 3rd? 5th, I don't know. 5th, August 5th, 1996, and review WWF Raw and WCW Nitro, the Monday Night Wars for True Rewind, episode 71, condolences on the death of WCW. I am back once again with the pilot, the driver of the DeLorean himself, Mr. Romeo Anthony Colon. Hey, yo, we got some Scott Hall on this episode, stay tuned. Absolutely. Scott Hall is a permanent fixture as we go down the ride in the Monday Night Wars. Our thoughts and prayers to Scott Hall's family, his friends, and his fans. When we recorded last week, it was just a few hours before the passing of Scott Hall. And, you know, we're all still mourning the loss of one of the bona fide legends of this business. So this true Rewind episode is definitely dedicated to the bad guy. Romeo doesn't have a a toothpick this week but not prepared Remember, everyone, if you're watching right now on the Fightful Overbook YouTube channel, to drop a thumbs up on this video, share it with your friends, subscribe if you are new to the Fightful Overbook YouTube channel. Plenty of great content here. You can also check us out for more True Hill Heat content over on our YouTube channel as well. We want to thank everyone that watched True Rewind episode 70, which was our most watched on Fightful Overbook. So we appreciate the ongoing support and we hope you are back along in the ride into DeLorean this week and let us know in the live chat or on demand in the comments down below what you thought about Monday Night Raw and WCW Nitro from August 5th, 1996 and what you think about our review and ride down memory lane. Romeo, as always, you steer this ship, you steer this DeLorean, so take it away. Let's start with Monday Night Raw, August 5th, 1996, taped from Seattle. And JR and Vince on commentary because King is cutting a promo on Jake the Snake's drug use and alcoholism. And he's got his tag team partner, Jim Bean. Vince is tired of this, rudely just talks over his promo. Aldo's entrance rudely goes on while King is still talking. They have no patience. Uh, (laughs) Jerry says that Jake thinks Beethoven's fifth is a drink. 
Great line. Jerry wins with a pile driver in this match. Uh, Jerry says, uh, don't get jealous, Jake. He, he pours some Jim Beam over Aldo's face. Officials have to come break it up as he forcibly, forcibly makes Aldo drink the whiskey. What an this, opening. <laughs> this is another level of uh, peer pressure and uh, taking advantages of, of someone's struggles and demons and using it in a story. Like they, It's been a little much with Jared King Lawler over the last couple of weeks with his uh, going in on Jake Roberts' uh, demons and his addictions. But this was like a step even further. Because he basically went out there and squashed Aldo Montoya. Like, Aldo got a little bit of offense from, like, in the middle of this. Like, the beginning starts off with Lawler kicking him in the face because he dropped the mic. And then he delivers two power drivers to him. And even Vince McMahon was surprised. He was like, oh, it's over. It was like two minutes, and that was it. And then the post-match was just, yeah, it was just rather disgusting. Jerry King Lawler is a heat magnet at this point in 1996. The new Rockers, Marty, Janetti, and Leaf Cassidy versus Skip and Zip. The Rockers jump Skip and Zip during their entrance. Very nice. Uh, here, the here new and improved Rockers they want to be announced as. Farouk and Skip. It'll be them next week. Farouk talks about, man, I didn't write all this down, but talks about the tiger being the king of the jungle, and that's him. Go Tigers. He comes from a fighting family. There was a lot going on in this one tag match. They put like seven different segments in there because we also had Hillbilly Jim on commentary to build up the four-way for SummerSlam as he's going to be the smoking guns defending against these two teams as well as the Godwins. Uh, We had, uh, I know you probably have in your notes, the Godwins and the smoking guns were actually watching the match backstage as well. We got a shot of that. Um, you could you could go in on the other segments that were throughout this camp. Uncle Gino, Gorilla yes. Monsoon, who reinstates Clarence Mason's client, but he will keep a close eye on him. There's a long match that ends in the DQ when the smoking guns attack Skip and Zip, and then the Godwins come down to even up the odds and help the body Donnas. Yeah, there was a lot going on to distract you from this match. This felt like the early days when they put, like, Dean Malenko and Chris Benoit on an episode of Monday Nitro, and then we would go to the back to, like, see the four horsemen in their locker room and then go to the back, Scott Norton and the Shark are fighting and stuff. Like, this was, like, one of those segments where they didn't want to rely on the good wrestling going on, and there was some good wrestling going on. You had uh, Leaf Cassidy, a.k.a. to be featured known as Al Snow, hitting a, a great singing, swinging netbreaker on the floor right Right in front of commentary on Skip. Uh, all four men are in the ring at the end of this matchup. Marty throws uh, Skip into the ropes, which causes Leaf Cassidy to be crotch. And then Skip hits a nice top rope Frankensteiner. And then uh, Zip is going for the finisher. And then that's when the smoking guns come out to cause the DQ. And then Godwins come out, make the save. So this was a nice little preview for the four-way tag team title match, which I did not know about until this very show. But yes. He did a good job in this segment to kind of push the idea of the match. A very young and dapper Kevin Kelly. Yes. Look at that man. Man, you 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 hear every every 4 a.m. in the morning when you want to <laughs> turn on the New Japan app. Interviews. A very humble Shawn Michaels. Uh, 
big baby face uh, interview here with the key takeaway I got from him saying he hopes Bret Hart does indeed come back. Yes. How'd you like this? I, I liked it. This was a nice little, you know, white meat baby face promo by uh, by Shawn Michaels talking about all the adversity he's been facing as of late. He lost to Vader at International Incident. He was attacked by Mankind last week. He didn't really address Mankind too much. I guess they're saving that for after SummerSlam, but he really talked about the SummerSlam matchup against Vader being, you know, outmatched due to the size difference. And um, I think this did a good job of establishing that Shawn Michaels is the top baby face. And it was a, a unique promo due to the setting and due to Kevin Kelly being there. This is the first time we're seeing Kevin Kelly, correct? I believe so. So yeah, this checked a few boxes and kind of sets Sean and we know his intentions and what's his goals coming up in the next couple of weeks. And now it's time for the raw invitational battle while with the winner getting a title shot, the raw after SummerSlam, we've got mankind. We've got Ahmed Johnson, who they say has a fractured kidney, a ruptured kidney. He used the word fractured, which I like. I, they use ruptured then later on in the match. Okay, they, they fixed it. <laughs> ruptured, ruptured kidney. Um, going against doctor's orders being in this match. Uh, Goldust, Psycho Sid, Undertaker also come out. Undertaker sprints to get mankind. They eliminate each other quickly, fight to the back. They eventually come back fighting in the <laughs> uh, around the arena, overshadowing the battle royal, really. <laughs> yes. The final four were Goldust, Ahmed, Sid, and Austin. Bulldog and Owen distract Sid from the outside, allowing Steve to eliminate Sid from behind. Goldust helps Ahmed dump Steve Austin. Goldust and Ahmed then, the ending, both get caught up in the ropes. Ahmed's looks like his was a mistake. He holds on for dear life as Goldust lets go and is eliminated Ahmed looking like Spider-Man here. <laughs> that was, this was insane to me. Like, I thought that this finish was so... It was unique, to say the least, but it was It crazy. was traumatic. Yes! Even though it was a botch. Yes, because Ahmed, Ahmed holding on for dear life, having his legs caught up, looking like Spider-Man, was just, it was outrageous. And this was the type of finish that was really needed uh, at, the, at, at this point because the match had went really long. Um, there was nice really little... Really long. This is a long battle royal. This took up more than half of the show. This started like like at the twenty five minute mark on WWE Network, and this was a forty six minute episode, and it went all the way to the end of the episode here. So I, I like Ahmed Johnson winning because you know it sets up an interesting scenario where he could burst his be his best friend Shawn Michaels, or we could have a battle of the bulls, and he can get some revenge on Vader, who was the first man that beat him in WWE. And I like it coming down also to uh, Ahmed Johnson. Johnson and Goldust, we know about their history leading into the King of the Ring 1996, and you know Ahmed Johnson getting the better of him again. And Goldust looked good throughout this. I thought he, he was one of the highlights of this, but the real highlight, the real MVP, once again of this this battle royal, outside of Ahmed, who was the winner and deserves a lot of praise for that, was Sid because Sid is just ridiculous. I know this is the same place, but they acted <laughs> like they just seen Sid for the first time, like he, he hadn't wrestled. Early 
earlier in the night. They literally love Sid in Seattle, it seemed. But Ahmed Johnson winning, I thought it was the right decision here. Despite him, you know, fight, fighting against the odds, it helps him, you know, rally the fans behind him, him overcoming, you know, the ruptured, fractured kidney and all. So this was a nice little story. And it led to, into a nice little, a nice little fun post-match as well. Yes. Do you have what Ahmed said when he was interviewed by Vince? I actually didn't go. I, I didn't. I didn't write it down, ladies and gentlemen. I know I failed you all. Well, don't you, worry. Yeah. Don't he, worry. He basically I basically described what he said, anyways. Yeah. Don't worry. I got. I got everything that Mongo said on Nitro. So you <laughs> will. You get. A, you get an SP3 impersonation on this episode here. But Ahmed basically was talking about you know he could verse his friend. He could verse his friend. Uh, you know Shawn Michaels. That's my boy. That's my boy, so I, want, I don't know if I want to burst him, but if it's Vader, if it's Vader, oh, man, oh, that's what I want. That's got excited. What I want. He got excited. He was like, I know, he'll beat that big boy up and take the WWE championship. And uh, then Farouk Assad came out and comes down and confronts our men, and the two men have a little uh, – like, this felt like a, a fight on the block, just how they squared up. <laughs> just how they squared up on each other, and then you had all the school teachers coming in and trying to separate them. This, uh, this it was like a fight on the block uh between two two of my classmates i've seen this i've seen this setup in this whole pull apart type brawl in a school near near myself so this was fun uh watching here at, to end the show and it really puts over the whole feud going on between farouk and ahmed unfortunately from the wrestling observer newsletter ahmed johnson is scheduled to undergo kidney surgery this week and his planned match with farouk has been scrapped no word on when he'll be back so damn so it wasn't a lie it wasn't a storyline he really has a ruptured fractured kidney and he, he must have been wrestling with it in that damn battle royal and that, that's probably why he got caught up in the ropes kidney hurt i don't know <laughs> he's like he's like he fell over he's like oh god damn my kidney my kidney <laughs> like uh, it was the kick earlier in the show and this is i think this is this is one of the the times this was like maybe we shouldn't film all these episodes in a row mm -hmm. because we don't know how everybody's going to come out of it mm -hmm. and you know Farouk with that with that kick that kick was a that kick looked like it was vicious when he kicked the uh, Amen in the kidneys so yeah that was that was it and then he wrestled through it throughout this battle royal which was like we like we have established it was a long battle royal and then now he's not going to get that title shot that he earned here. And just like that, we're done with Raw. Match of the night, Rockers versus Skip and Zip. I'm going with the Battle Royal. I thought too I thought long it, for me. Too long. For me. I, I thought it was a, it was it highlighted a bunch of guys. It put over the Mankind and Undertaker rivalry. Like you said, they they fought through the crowd. We got a little bit of the backstage, so it put over their rivalry heading into SummerSlam. We established you know Sid and British Bulldog heading into SummerSlam with Bulldog and Owen. Uh, you know, leading to their his elimination. Stone Cold got to got a little bit of shine. He looked good here, and then Amen and Goldust both look good, so I give it to the Battle Royal. You just wanted to make my life incredibly horrible because I tally up all these Match of the Nights, and I have to find everybody that was in that Battle Royal and give them one. Yes. Unbelievable. <laughs> MVP, yes, he was sick and dastardly, but I like it. Jerry Lawler for me. 
I'm going with Amen Johnson, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, the Pearl River powerhouse winning this battle royal in what would be his final match for what was it? how long was he out for? We're gonna find out, but you don't say. I think he, I think he was out for like six, seven months after Whoa. his ruptured kidney. Whoa. And he was on on top, second guy next to Shawn Michaels. Yeah, at least like four or five months at the very least. I think he's out until like early, early 1997, I believe. LVP for me, Aldo Montoya. Yeah, clearly. Clearly it's Aldo. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put our thumbs out. And three, two, one. Thumbs up, thumbs middle, or thumbs down. Three, two, one. Down for me. Middle from SD3. I went in the middle because I really I like the Battle Royal. I like the rock, the new and approved rockers versus the Bodydonas. And you know, the, the first match you can throw it away. And like I said, I'm not big on Jerry King Lawler making fun of someone's demons. So that you can throw away. That's why it's in the middle. But the, the battle royal I did enjoy. Nitro on the same night from Orlando, Florida, Disney MGM Studios. WCW wrestlers like Mang and Scott Norton, they come out to play security for the night. And they highlight empty chairs in the front row, uh, wondering who that's for, if it's for the NWO or somebody. And we start with a tag team title match, Rock and Roll Express versus the Harlem Heat with Colonel Parker and Sherry. Booker T begs Parker and Sherry, please concentrate on their match instead of each other. And Parker and Sherry help. They both interfere, distracting Ricky Morton. Morton gets rolled up by Booker, and the ref counts for three, even though half of Booker's body was outside of the ring. <laughs> You're actually right. You're actually right, because I was I was wondering. I was like, why is the ref still counting? Because this doesn't... Yeah, he should not be in here. Uh, this was kind of the rock and roll kind of formula where, you know, Ricky takes the heat, we get the hot tag to Robert Gibson, but unfortunately, guys, this is not the 1980s, and the fans weren't really into the hot tag like they were back when the Rock and Roll Express, uh, you know, actually looked young. Because, like, uh, legitimately, in 1996, these guys look old, and they're still going on to this day. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, Sherry getting involved. This follows up with what they've been doing with Sherry and Rob Parker. Uh, you know, Stevie Ray catched them with the with the pump kick. I did like Stevie Ray. Stevie Ray kind of was the MVP of this match because he catches he catches uh, Gibson with the pump kick, which leads to Booker's spin. And then he has the foresight to go around. Around the referee and grab Morton before he could, he could break up the pin. Like you had to see it. Like it, it was very smart how CB Ray worked himself around to get to get the win for Harlem Media. The nasty boys are interviewed. They're trying to separate themselves from Hogan's actions. Lex and Sting interrupt, wanting some answers. The nasty boys say it's none of their stinking business, anyways. Luger says they're gonna make it their stinking business. We got a nasty boys. We got a bad reputation. They literally tell you it in their theme song. So <laughs> it kind of makes sense why, uh, the singing Luger kind of approached them. And it was the kind of the theme of this episode of all the former friends of Hulk Hogan were either, uh, questioned or crucified during this episode. <laughs> Very well said. <laughs> Glacier Watch, he's coming soon still. We're still trying to see if Glacier comes first here on True Rewind or Veer comes first in modern-day Raw. 
I, I think we're, we're, we're going to be running very close because we already know that Veer has an all-time record now for a number of vignettes without showing up. But, like, Glacier vignettes seem so out of place on this show. With oh, how, my God. The direction the show is going in, is going in, you can understand why WCW kind of prolonged it because they were like, yeah, this is not the same WCW we were going to debut Glacier in. So same company not. that just introduced a freaking leprechaun the other week. Unbelievable. I know. I know it's <laughs> insane, but hey, it makes sense why they held off on hoops for so long. Hey, we got some woman's action here. What a rarity on this show. Malia Hosaka. I think I said that right with Sonny Ono versus, of course, Medusa. Medusa has to be in the match. Of course, Medusa's in every woman's match on WC. <laughs> the action is interrupted by the mysterious black limousine out back. Medusa drop kicks Ono off the apron. He quickly no sells it and holds Medusa's legs down so she can get pinned. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, what a bizarre way for Medusa to go into her match this weekend at Hog Wild, losing to someone that's not even in the storyline. I was, yeah, I was just very puzzled by this. Like, it was someone that we never seen before who, you know, she was good in the matchup, don't get me wrong, but it just didn't make any sense. You, I would think you want to heat up Medusa so she has a bunch of momentum going into Hogwild, but yet and still you haven't done anything with Bull Nakana because she's only coming in for the pay-per-view. She's not coming in for any of these weeks leading into the pay-per-view because you can't do much to heat her up. So I can kind of understand kind of putting Medusa behind the eight ball by losing just before the pay-per-view. But yeah, I mean... Doesn't make a whole lot of sense, and none of the booking of the women's division in WCW makes a whole lot of sense, which makes Medusa's decision to go to WCW that much more puzzling because of how often and uh, uh, not often she's been used since signing in December of 1995, and we are in July of 1990 <laughs> or August of 1996 now. Alex Wright versus Chris Benoit. Jimmy Hart comes out to argue with women that she's wasting her time with the horseman. Says Elizabeth is useless like a human mannequin. What a line. <laughs> Benoit's never going to be a champion. And women is making someone's life in the back miserable. We he showed, them, he showed them the lines. tie. And he showed them the tie and he pointed to, to the taskmaster on the tie. Uh, Malenko, Dean Malenko, comes out grabbing woman's arm and Benoit sees that and attacks him. They fight each other for a clear DQ. But once again, the ref calls it a count out. <laughs> it's like, it's like, yo, was, why does these referees not, they, they did it on Raw last week and now they're doing it on WCW. And this was a really good, I thought the match was really good leading yes. up to the, this, this bad finish. I like, I like the fans kind of reaction to the four horsemen where you can kind of see the four horsemen are sorely becoming tweeners in a way because some fans hold up the four and some fans are holding down the four. Like there was a little girl that looked like a little boy. I'm just going to say that. Um, because 
they had like the, the, the it was a redhead with like a fade cut and uh they were then the mom were putting down the floor and then you would see like in the front the row, mom was uh, teaching the kid yeah 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 well, we, don't like, like, we, do we like put like our this. fours down we put our fours down and then you saw a bunch of people putting their fours up mainly like the the 18 to 34 males are all four horsemen fans at this point so i love that i love that uh demographic and that difference in the crowd and i thought the match started off very physical with right trying to kind of match benoit who was just chris at this point everything he does like i think um commentary said it larry sabisco on commentary before benoit came out that everything benoit ha- does in the ring has a snap to it that's unlike anything else that we see on either of these shows so I didn't like the finish, but it does play into Malenko versus Benoit at the pay-per-view, which I'm looking forward to for sure. So I can kind of get aside that, but it did not make any sense. First of all, that Benoit does a dive to the outside that Malenko no-sells. Malenko no-sold it and started fighting him immediately. He no-sold this entire dive you see here, and they started brawling, and the ref just said, you know what, I'm going to count him out because I don't like the fact he just left the ring. Another interesting matchup, Lord Steven Regal with Jeeves versus the Macho Man, Randy Savage. Sting and Luger come out to sit in the empty seats and uh, keep watch for, for Savage of the NWL. Savage drops the elbow for the win. Sting and Luger then exit and investigate the limo in the back. Sting finds a bouquet of flowers. He reads it out. It says, condolences on the death of WCW on the flowers. And then we get Savage with Gene. He is the number one contender. I don't know how he did it. Gene doesn't know either. To the winner of Hogan and Giant. And Savage says, The Giant's going to get a bigger piece of you than you think. And if he just saves a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. I'll finish the job. You know I will. Dig it. I love that. Just a little bit. I'm going to finish the job. <laughs> it was great. It was it was classic macho here. Classic macho. Sting and Luger come in the ring with the flowers. They read the flowers message again. Sting hopes the outsiders can get their money back because WCW is alive and well. Randy ponders kicking a field goal with the flowers. I've been a little clumsy lately. I dropped it. Sting holds the flowers and Macho Man kicks the field goal right perfectly right into the camera. It was very well executed. What'd you think of all this? I, th- I thought the match was actually fun. Uh, Regal, you know, Regal's Regal. He's great. Uh, Savage kind of dominates him, but I thought it was uh, good for what it was, just about three minutes. And then the post-match was just fun with Savage being Savage. Uh, Sting and Luger reading the whole the whole reef. I love, I love how the, the NWO was playing mind games throughout this episode with this being the first. We would see later on what would happen later, but... This was a nice little segment. Macho was great. Sting and Luger were awesome as well. We see highlights from last Saturday night with Flair, a figure four on Chavo Guerrero. He doesn't let go. Eddie Guerrero breaks it up, but is attacked by Flair after turning his back. And then Eddie cut a babyface promo saying, he doesn't bother anyone, man. He's just trying to work. Leave him alone. And Rey Mysterio, we see him. He's still hurting with CTE, holding onto his head. 
I was laughing my ass off. <laughs> Sweet Jesus. I don't like I I think I said on the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast uh after Dynamite last on uh, Thursday, you can check it out on that YouTube channel. I said that Thunder Rosa is probably the most improved wrestler in the ring that I've ever seen from where she was in Lucha Underground to where she is now. Eddie Guerrero is the most improved on the mic because every time he's cut a promo from so far during the Monday Night Raw, it's been bad. It's been bad, and it doesn't sound like he is very comfortable talking on the mic yet. And to now then go, you know, a few years later when he's in WWE, it's like a night and day. It's crazy to me. It's the personality change for me. Here you see he's nice and humble. He doesn't want to bother anyone. And then you see what that morphs into. Lying, cheating, stealing, bothering everybody. So that's hilarious. The, the, we're seeing the growth of Eddie Guerrero here. Unfortunately, we have the return of the booty man. At least he brought the booty babe. The, he is fighting. The booty babe also said everyone looked bootyful. Very nice. He is facing Ric Flair. Arn Anderson takes a seat around ringside, waiting for revenge against the NWL. Mongo and Benoit also out there keeping watch. The Brain comes back complaining about the lack of security last week. Now he's wondering, where's Eric Bischoff? Where the hell is he? Why doesn't somebody give me direction around here? Flair doesn't let go of a figure four while holding the ropes. Benoit and Mongo come in to beat up Booty Man. Booty Man is just destroyed, and nobody about around ringside cares about it. Mean Gene calls Arn Anderson a victim last week. This week, he's a perpetrator. Arn says there's one rule in gang fighting. They send one of yours to the hospital. You send one of theirs to the morgue. What a line. That was such a gangster line. Such a gangster line. So Booty Man's friendship with Hulk Hogan has cost him his life, unfortunately. Benoit explains... Benoit explains he wasn't going to break down last week. He was just filled with fury, hatred, and vengeance. Mongo talks. You, you, you saw what happened last week? You saw what they perpetrated on Double A, baby? Well, let me tell you what, outsiders. You better get it together because I've been known to swing a little metal myself. <laughs> <laughs> and you better grow eyes in the back of your head because when that hair grows on the back of your neck, you better turn around quick. Exactly. <laughs> because it'll be the horseman. Ric Flair beating up on Booty Man some more says, Hogan! You think because you woke up one day you become a bad man? Another great line. You crossed the line, pal, and now you're going to pay the price. There's your best friend. Come get him. <laughs> great stuff from the horseman here. Enjoyed it. Harlem World. You want to say hi? Say hi. 
<laughs> yes, great, great promo here by the horseman. My my daughter even had to jump in and on on Mongo's part because she loved Mongo's part so much. Um, but yeah, I I love the passion here. They some great lines by Arn and Flair. Uh, Arn, I mean, even Mongo was was great here. Uh, just his passion and even Chris Manoir, you know, silent but violent, silent but violent. He he had his good lines here, but the horseman just went buck wild on booty man and booty man you know r.i.p that that funeral reef was not for wcw it was for the booty man and we found him we found him he's lost in time but he has found his way back to august 5th 1996 drunk guy jj hey what's going on guys what's going on good brothers just wrapping up here almost at the end of nitro yeah no i I was hearing i was talking you actually talk about a good part of the show (laughs) uh when they beat the booty man's ass no pun intended Arn, you know, threatening to kill somebody as usual. Uh, it was definitely a great promo from the Four Horsemen. Letting everybody know, NWO is its own thing. It's not good guy, bad guy. It's just them doing whatever the fuck they want, and they're not putting up with it. <clears throat> we, we are glad. We are glad you came back from Hugh Hefner. We've been saying you've been with Hugh Hefner at the Playboy Mansion in 1986 for weeks. So Shit, we're glad so you wish, finally wish came that back. Was a shoot right now. <laughs> Everything going on right now in my, my life. I wish I was a shoot. Shit. The following announcement paid for by the new World Order. A lot of zoom-ins and special effects. A lot of trash-talking and bragging about last week. The video gets cut off by Sting and Lex in the production truck. Sting chastising the poor monkey in the truck for doing his job. <laughs> what is there, an NWO shirt under there? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't say NWO. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering when somebody would go to the production truck and just ask, like, why are we playing this stuff from the NWO? Yeah. Just they got imagine, the whole five-minute video last week of them. Right. Imagine Nobody being a it. fan at that time, though, like, not knowing what the fuck, like, this really happened? Like, this is real? Because they made that seem so, like, legit. Like when they went back to commercial, Tony Schiavone and them seemed confused at the desk. Like that whole that whole setup for that promo, man, was amazing. It was well done. Sergeant Craig Pittman with Teddy Long versus the Giant for the WCW World Championship. Pittman tried some diving standing headbutts, but Giant catches him for a choke slam and win. Teddy Long pleads with the Giant to stop attacking Pittman, and he gets a choke slam for his trouble too. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Teddy. Poor Teddy. The giant with Mean Gene yells. He doesn't feel sorry for anyone that gets in his way. Hogan's 15 minutes are up. If you have any guts at all, show up at Sturgis, and I'll show them to you. Another nice line. And and the limo pulled up at the same time where Jimmy Hart went from all confident and cocky to getting scared and hiding behind the giant. Then we get the Nasty Boys versus Sting and Luger. Uh, replay of a Saturday night where Sting and Luger beat the Nasty Boys by cheating and using a briefcase. It was Savage and, and Sting, actually. Savage and Sting. Um, the Steiners come get a closer look. Sting wins with a Scorpion Deathlock on Sags. Then Sting and Luger go investigate the limo again. Someone slams the door shut from the inside. And Sting gets a bag from the inside that reads, Turner, we are out of time goes off the air a more suspense added to this so who, what does this mean what does this mean so oh, we got, the NWO? 
we, we actually got an after the show exclusive on yeah, uh, the network WWE, exclusive. Yeah, on the WWE <laughs> network where they opened the bag and the letter read, and I quote, Ray was right. There are four guys, dot dot dot, or there are five. See you in Surgits. NWO. Very interesting. Let's rival this nitro. Match of the night. Right, Benoit. Yeah, let's go with right, Benoit. That and they was, got a lot of time physical. too in that match. Yeah, it just it had a physical. bad ending. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> MVP, I'm gonna go with a couple here. Macho Man and the Four Horsemen. All very entertaining for me. Who you got, drunk guy? Uh, I'm gonna go with the Four Horsemen. That promo was dope, and watching him beat the beat the ass of the booty man. No pun intended. It was a uh, very, very, very interesting. SP. I'm gonna go with Sting and Luger. They were all over this show, and they <laughs> and they were they had the foresight to do what we said last week after that whole attack. I know. Uh oh. Uh, after that Sting whole... got donkey kicked at the end. That's what kind of took it away from me. Hey, he stood tall. <laughs> he was the one that opened the bag and read the letter at the end, and they actually went to the production truck and got the paid for announcement stopped. So I was wondering if anybody was gonna do that last week, and he did it this week. I gotta give him MVP. We are seeing Sting slowly become the the Batman detective. <laughs> yeah, he becomes a full dark knight crazy what, what what character development we're seeing here lvps is there anyone else but the booty man absolutely oh, the booty man yeah, we'll put our thumbs out and three two one will be thumbs up thumbs middle or thumbs down for nitro three two one i enjoy it yeah i enjoy the show it started off a little man had a little bat but for, for the the setup of the whole show was dope the whole NWO angle, staying in Luger going throughout the night. You know, so it was set up well. Everybody who basically got their ass beat showing that in the four horsemen, four, I say woman, Jesus, four horsemen, you know, letting them know, yo, we want to smoke. So he takes out Hogan's best friend. Well, I assume he's not his best friend anymore now because he's on the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> the ratings war last week, WCW won 3.1 to 2.1. This week, what do you think Nitro did, drunk guy? You uh, said the numbers last week again? 3.1 to 2.1. 3.1 was Nitro. Yeah. 2.1. Debbie. I mean, raw. Yeah. Uh, I guess the suspense is keep building up for Nitro. I'm going to say 3.2. SP? I'll go 3.3. Drunk Guy is closer, but it's down to a 3.0. What do you think Raw did, Drunk Guy? Oh, they did 2.1. They, they kind of had a high stakes battle royal main event. I mean, the NWL so on fire. They probably stayed the same, to be honest. 2.1. SP? 2.0. Junk Guy's closer. It went way up to a 2.8. Oh, to see that main event? Wow. Wow. You almost got a W here. See, and you tried to you tried to tonight tonight yeah, praise yeah. that battle royal. It worked. <laughs> yeah, Nitro still wins eight weeks in a row. They're up twenty five to seventeen to two from the Wrestling Observer newsletter. WCW oh, beat boy. WWF in the ratings, but the real story is the hourly numbers. WWF ratings skyrocketed throughout the show, while WCW ratings plummeted, showing that fans were switching over from Nitro to Raw in droves to watch that battle royal. And it starts for the battle royal. Yeah. Hey. Makes sense. Uh, Taker was in there. Mankind, Goldust, Ahmed Johnson, Stone Cold. Stone Cold. <laughs> yeah, 
It may it makes sense that WWE got a got a rush there, but WCW leads in the ratings war, and then in our true rewind uh, scoreboard, what is the score looking like? Uh so what do we agree with the better show? Was it Nitro? Yeah, I went with Nitro as the better show this week. Okay. Yeah, I would say the same Nitro. I mean, outside of the Battle Royal and Sean's uh, promo, that's all. <laughs> on the True Rewind scoreboard, it's WCW up 10 now, 27 to 17. God damn, Nick. So our next episode will be all about Sturgis. Hogwash. <laughs> WCW pay-per-view. True Rewind 72. Bring your leather vest and your motorcycles because <laughs> we're going to Sturgis, South Dakota for Hogwild, the first one ever, 1996. Hulk Hogan versus the Giant for the WCW World Heavyweight Championship in the main event. Uh, thank you, Drunk Guy, for joining us, coming back from the Playboy Mansion in time, and let the people know where they can find you, sir. Uh, you can follow Drunk Guy JJ on Instagram, Hacksaw underscore J underscore Duggan, the Twitter. Drunken Master JJ. Facebook, my name is my name. If you don't know my name, don't try to add me. And, you know, my Raging J account isn't in a burner account. I do post live interests when I'm at the shows because I'm literally every fucking where. So if you guys want to follow that, you can do that too. Um, of course, you can follow the gang, YouTube, Instagram, Pornhub. Uh, we got Twitch, Patreon, and us kids in the room. That'd be crazy. Uh, but you can, you can follow us all over. We do the damn thing. You know, we got our OnlyFans, too. You know, Tony Stormer, the only one that can make 10000 in a day. <laughs> no. You know, you can flash our chunks all over OnlyFans, too, you know. But yes. I just said we have kids in the room, and it goes anyway. It goes I off said the rails. I flash our junk. Like, Anyways. Yeah, flash our junk is a, not two years. I'm not going to know what that is. Wow. Okay. Gee, Jesus. <laughs> she knows what it means. <laughs> uh, Romeo, <laughs> where can they find you? Hey, True Hill Romeo on Twitter and Instagram over on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. Raider Raw Superstars with Drunk Guy and myself every Monday. NX3 with Chris G and Ness like this past week. NX349 boned alone. Uh, Dynamite <laughs> watch alongs. Uh, later on tonight, hey, uh, join us for NWA Crockett Cup Night 2 watch along. And yeah. Yes, and you can find me on the Twitter machine at, at TrueHillSP3. You can follow the gang on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at TrueHillHeat. And if you want to be an even bigger supporter of True Hill Heat and help Harlem as she as she is in the background being my ad libs, uh, <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash TrueHillHeat. $3 a month, get additional content, and help out the movement so much. So, Thank you all for joining us on True Rewind as usual in the DeLorean. We want to thank Drunk Guy JJ for coming back to us. He is no longer a ghost. He is here in physical form. <laughs> we want to thank Romeo as per usual. I am not Glacier. For steering the DeLorean. <laughs> like this video, share it with your friends. Let us know in the comments down below what you thought about Raw and Nitro, what you thought about review. Let us know in the comments. Those are always important and we appreciate it. And we usually will shout you out as well. So it is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom SP3. This has been True Rewind episode 71. Condolences on the death of WCW. We are signing off until next time. Come back.